Brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome into Sports Time on a Thursday. Bryant and Brett with you for the next three hours. We're sitting in our family leisure studios here in Memphis, Tennessee, and Whew, a lot to get to. We are, uh, I've said it pretty much every day. I, I, I pretty much, I've, I've been doing John's show this week. I've said it on his show. We're, we're at that point of the year where, I mean, everything is going, no matter what sport you fancy. I'm wearing a, a hockey sweater right now. Me too. Uh, you are, and <laughs> yeah. it's, it looks great. I uh, know. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever sport that you fancy. Oh, I got a soccer kit on. Yeah, exactly. You do. It's it's beautiful. That's what they call it, right? Uh, you nailed it. Um, but you know, whatever whatever sport you like, really you, you got games going on, and so it's a lot of fun. Makes it a little difficult at nights when you're trying to go back and forth from a postseason baseball game to an, uh, uh, a college football game. Tonight you have an NFL game. I mean, it's a lot. And you're right. I mean, uh, some of these late night games. Um, I'm so used to on Saturdays these games getting me so fired up and excited that I can't go to sleep until super late into the wee hours of the morning on Sunday. But it's starting to become a, a, a weekday thing now. True confession. When the Cardinals aren't in it, I like watching the recap shows almost as much as the game action of the real games. And I watch the games too, but I, I, but when the Cardinals aren't in it, I, you know, I got the, the back channel working a lot. But then I want to watch everything on SportsCenter. I want to watch everything on the uh, on MLB sure. Network and, and see all the, all the recap of the games. Absolutely. And, I mean, we've gotten in this day and age of sports where you have an NFL Network and you have an MLB Network and you have an NBA TV and an NFL Network, I mean, there's plenty of... Uh, Plenty of shows that have all those recaps, and, and all of them are, are really, really good. I mean, again, take your score. Yeah, you, you can. I mean, they have very uh, – I mean, they got great personalities on all those shows. JP be so good. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. I mean, we, we've talked a lot about some of these crews and teams. Sean and Casey's really good. Post-games are really, really Love good. Love Poppy. I didn't – I like A-Rod. I know that – Wow, not uh, controversial. I, yeah. um, but uh, I don't think you do. It stuns you, didn't it? I mean, a little bit, but uh, I don't have any problem with it. But I, I, I like Derek Jeter. Uh, again, kind of, uh, kind of surprised on that one. I think I like. I might like A Rod more than I like love Jeter. Poppy. I don't like either of them too too much. Um, no, I do love Poppy as well. I didn't know. I guess this was. Last week, maybe during the day, we had a day game, or maybe early, like Monday this it's week. Running together, they're all running together. But I did not know that um, Adam Wainwright joined the booth um, for uh, yeah. for an Astros game uh, either earlier this week or or, or late last week. And, and, and so good, it was and, really really good. And it's going to be network titan. Mm-hmm. John Smoltz is so good. Yeah, Th- through the years, I thought John Smoltz and Tim McCarver was great with Joe Buck. But John Smoltz may have been his best analyst, and I yeah. love Tim McCarver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. There's a lot, and of, I miss Tim McCarver. Yeah, absolutely. I, but especially in baseball, I think the personalities, uh, especially some of these newer personalities, uh-huh. we're seeing the guys that have just retired in the last ten or so years and and making that transition to the booth. Uh, they're really, really good. The the first analyst superstar in American broadcasting. Was Dizzy Dean really the lovable gas house gang gad about and his and he cracked a sure 
off-color joke that, that, that got him fired. Right. And I don't think it would get you fired now. It might get you suspended. Uh, but, but he, 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 and he, you know, he was, he was himself. Mm-hmm. He was kind of Madden before Madden. And, and through the years, baseball has really provided a lot of very colorful figures in the announce booth. Joe Gargiola, uh, part, part of the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he was great and best friend, best friends with, with, uh, Yogi Berra. Tony Kubek was so good through the years and Jim Palmer was good through the years. It's been a lot of, uh, really great baseball analysts, but we've, we, we're in vintage time now. I bet you didn't think, Brett, there's no way today Brett can go on a super snooty, haughty Cardinal screed over the Arizona Diamondbacks winning. I bet you don't think I can pull that off, do you? You know, when I was when I was getting ready for work this morning, that was not on my, my pre-work <laughs> you, bingo card. No. You, you didn't do that one? Uh-uh. What the Diamondbacks did, congratulations. They've earned it. The sweep really handled what the Dodgers only scored two in each game, right? Right. Really handled the Dodgers. It wasn't just the... Uh, just the Dodgers pitching. It was also the Dodgers hitting. It was really everything got everything. the Dodgers. But it infuriates me that an 84-team, something called the Arizona Diamondbacks, hmm. can squeeze into the playoffs, and the Cardinals were out of it on May 1st. You can't uh, get one of those six spots. Oh, I mean, that's a good point, Brett. That's not unfair either. I don't think it is at all. I mean, this is a young team. Now, again, like you said, a lot of credit to the Diamondbacks. I think a really talented young team. But, like you said, with what the talent that the Cardinals should be getting year in and year out to that franchise. um, You can't punch one of those tickets. Yeah, you you should be in there every And it also shows that if you just get in, you've got a shot because all these teams that are at 100 wins and they've been on cruise since 10th of September – they lost their edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, and that's a big part of it. I mean, I've been talking a lot about that because you cannot watch these games and not look at it as in the two of the teams that got a break have been eliminated, the Dodgers and the and the Orioles. Another team that had a break is on the brink of elimination tonight in, on the road in Philadelphia, and those are the, the three teams with the most wins this season. And so there's something to that. I don't know exactly what it is, but How there's did, something to that. Should you adjust the playoffs? Should a, a big overreaction well, take place? I would I would say yes, but I... I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Because you got to reward somebody one yes. hundred and one games. I'm, don't I'm you? certainly open to it. I'm just not smart enough to be I'm able to figure out how Let you somebody would. Else do it. We'll be the idea guy, right? Because you <laughs> you want to be able to to reward them after a hundred and sixty two game season with some sort of little break. But, but the very reward is what hurts them. Exactly. Exactly. And so maybe shorten it down a little bit. I don't. Again, I'm not smart enough to know this, how you go about that. And this never happens. How about eliminating some of the teams? Well, wild card that would teams. be maybe, maybe not something. You know, all, all those teams get in. Yeah, but uh, like you said, not you, happening. You know, that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll talk some more baseball um, a little bit later in this hour. Like I said, we got only one game um, tonight between Atlanta and Philadelphia. The only uh, divisional series that is still going on, and a chance for Philadelphia to end that one tonight on TBS. Uh, Brett, how much college football were you able to watch last night? Uh, a psalm to uh, more than Tuesday. What did you think of uh, Florida International's uh, Miami Vice uniforms? 
I didn't see any of that one. Oh, Brett. I, I didn't see any of that one. They So they, they rocked um, black jerseys that had like pink and like blue and like what like, was a, that like on? A Miami Vice. Oh man, I can't remember. It was on when I got home last night and I just left it on. O- on um, ESPN? It was maybe I think it was on one of the ESPN channels, okay. maybe. I, I I was it on ESPN? Johnny's saying it's uh hello Johnny, I forgot to say you're here. Sorry, uh, Johnny. Johnny said that it was on ESPN. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can pull up a, a, a picture so I can show you Oh I'm seeing it now. Are you seeing it? Yeah, get no, I, I watched some of New Mexico State and Sam Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Houston remains the only team in FBS winless. My father had a fit with the Miami Vice jerseys. And I was like, you watched Miami Vice. Like, that was a show you watched growing up. What do you mean you have an issue <laughs> with it? We did watch it. That was a Friday night staple. Yeah, so I've heard. I hear all about that mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, Magnum P.I. and oh, uh, Hawaii Five-0. I hear about all those shows. But he was like, I don't like the palm now, trees. Hawaii 5 in the day. Right, with, yeah. Well, with Jack Lord. Yeah. I just hear all the yeah. I hear all the shows from from before my time. They all run together for me. I can, couldn't tell you when any of them come out. But well, we got football, college football tonight. I, some I, good games. Tonight. I think two really good ones. And you know, I'm going to be listening to the NFL game oh, right yeah. here on Sports 56 and 98.5 since I'm not on the on on, <laughs> on, on the, the big streaming. But I will I will watch West Virginia at Houston. That's on FS1, mm-hmm. and then a real good one in the AAC, uh, a pretty good one in the AAC. SMU, a big favorite at East Carolina. Boy, I miss bad on East Carolina. Remember how in love I was with you them yeah. preseason. I had East Carolina going. Ten and two. What was I wow. thinking? Wow. I mean, yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, because they they aren't they, no. they have not shown that at all. Only one and four this year. Twelve point I mean, dog at home at Dowdy Fickle. Yeah, that's one, one of the tougher places in the AAC to play. You're absolutely right. Uh, I'm interested about this first one um, on FS1 tonight, West Virginia and Houston, because West Virginia coming into the year at Big Twelve Media Days. Uh, West Virginia was picked dead last in the conference. Oh, Neil Brown was in trouble. And, and Neil Brown, I, mean, I heard multiple people, national, uh, locally in West Virginia, saying this is probably it for Neil Brown. And, and now four and one on the year, two and zero in the Big Twelve. They're coming off a, a, an off week against Houston this week down in Texas. Houston two and three, zero and two in Big Twelve, trying to kind of get their footing in their new conference. I think this could be a great game tonight. Could be a great game tonight, and, and this I think this game probably secures maybe not new fat deal, but uh, you know tack on a year or something. This is a perfect example that that I don't even know who the AD is at West Virginia, but he would be well within his right to say, "Good job. We're not redoing any contract right now. You've got a job next year. Yes. You've got a contract for next year where you're going to be paid very well here, but there's no need to ru- – nobody is trying to hire mm-hmm. Neil Brown. No. Why negotiate against yourself? We just, you know, just, hey, you know, at the end of the year, we might tack on a year and, and some coaching pool money for assistance, mm-hmm. but you, you really just went out and did your job. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, and, and so that's probably, hopefully – what we'll see after this year, and also, I mean, 
He can kind of. Oh, AD's Ren Baker. Ren Baker, yeah. So, uh, I mean, kind of look can look around and say, told you so. I mean. Ren didn't need, need me giving him any advice. No, 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 no. I think he knows what he's doing. Uh, but uh, but I, I'm, I've been impressed. I watched, um, I think the only West Virginia game I've watched this year was when they played Texas Tech a couple weeks ago. Penn State opening weekend. Uh, Penn State opening weekend. Um, I did watch a ton of that game. Um, but. I watched a lot of that Texas Tech game, and, and that was the game where Texas Tech starting quarterback, um, I think, broke his leg in that game. It was, I mean, yeah. a really bad injury. Um, but, but even before that, before he went out with injury, West Virginia was really uh, controlling that game, and so I've been really impressed with them. Uh, that game starts at six o'clock tonight. So uh, for Houston, could, an opportunity to get their first win in the Big Twelve for West Virginia uh, to continue rolling uh, when when nobody thought they would be having a year like this, and, and a good a good. Uh, uh, Old rival matchup in the NFL. Sure, yeah, yeah, a good one tonight. Uh, Broncos and Chiefs. Uh, we'll see if if the Broncos can show anything tonight. I mean, the Chiefs. We talked uh, yesterday about some of these lines in the NFL. I think I counted them again this morning. I think six lines um, from now until Sunday that are uh, uh, seven points or greater. So I mean, this is a big number tonight That's for rare for in the, the Chiefs. Very rare. Um, but but for the Chiefs, I mean, we know how good they are. We know um, how much. The, the Broncos have struggled, and I mean, I'm not going to play that spread tonight, but I mean, it'd Travis be hard Kelsey to bet against healthy. Them. He'll be playing. In the lineup. I, I don't know how, how healthy. And? And, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Taylor Swift? Hell yeah. Likely yeah, in that, attendance that, yeah, tonight. Yeah, oh, man. How about that? When I, I, I told uh, me and Zach Boyd were talking about this earlier uh, on John's show. Of course she's going to be at this one. She's about to release a documentary on Amazon no, Prime. No, she's about to drop a documentary. She, very good, Brett. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> she's going to drop a documentary on Amazon Prime. I believe it's coming out on Amazon Prime. So why would she not be uh, there that's what I'm for the for Prime? Amazon exactly. Why that's would she it. not be there for the Prime game? I mean, that's like... It's like everyone's been talking about all of this is for publicity and all of that. Well, this is literally prime publicity. You, you mean people in the limelight would do stuff for clicks and publicity? and Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought no. that, that, What's next? that a relationship would not be because of love? What's next? Me going of, in the ring tomorrow night at Rashley I'm, night at I'm, the Tiger game? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. You've said you're going to do it. I'm waiting to see it. When is it not Rashley no. night? Seems Everywhere like, I go is like, wrestling well, it, night. Well, it, it seems like we I, I, we have a lot of wrestling, wrestling nights all, all for every sport, but it seems like the games you go to are always <laughs> wrestling nights. <laughs> I'm in it. And usually right by the ring at, at oh, FedEx yeah. Formula, they usually set the ring up right uh-huh. there you know, where we all yeah, sit, yeah, yeah. where you sit as, as well. And we at, at Auto's Old Park, and tomorrow night before the big one against Tulane, we're gonna break out the brass nuts yeah, in the coal are. miner's glove. And, yeah, we are, and and really get after it in the square circle. We sure are, and it's gonna very be very close one. in proximity to the roundhouse that used to have a That's square right. circle. In That's it. right. Well, you should put it in there and have everybody go in there before the game. How about that? That's the idea. Hey, of the year, how about Brian? that? I don't know what what the inside looks like right now, but just, just get clean it, it up in there. Yeah. And you have you have to buy a ticket to the Tiger oh, game yeah. to go to the wrestling. I, I love it. That's a great Brian, idea. Brian, that's the idea of the year. Well, what can I say? Uh, they can use it. They're not, I, right I won't there. even I won't even charge you right for there it. Ringside. Yes, you would. And then you would certainly <laughs> be ringside for that. Where I used to sit <laughs> that, quite often at the wrestling. That's right. Well, let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day, 3.30. Bill Bender from Best the Sporting News. The year, uh, thank you. I mean, and, and if anybody's listening from the university, it's free. 
I mean, you can use it and you can claim it. You don't even have to give me credit. Uh, but we're going to talk college football with Bill Bender in the next segment. A lot to get to with him as we got to look back uh, to what happened in college football last weekend and also some of these big games uh, in a couple of days uh, kicking off on Saturday uh, at at. 345, we'll talk a little baseball, only one game tonight in the MLB postseason, but we've got to talk about what happened in those three games yesterday. Four o'clock, Keith Smith from Track and the front office show will join us to talk NBA as we're getting closer and closer to the regular season. 430, we'll take a look at Thursday night football tonight. Some other news and notes in the NFL. 445, big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Greg Gaston back in his regular spot on a Thursday, joining us to talk Tigers 5.30, we'll get to what's trending, and at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together. The world's biggest spa sale, it's back and bigger than ever. 50 different models to choose from, 5 different manufacturers, up to 30% off in-stock spas and swim spas. Free upgrades on all in-stock spas in the 24-month. Same-ass cash, it's still available, but only at Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Johnny Hill with us, Bryant Dacus, Brett Norsworthy with you, and we're Sports Time. We're with you until 6 Six o'clock, and you can be a part of this show. We want you to be at 901-360-8255. As always, in our Family Leisure Studios, and as always, this first hour brought to you every day exclusively by Lexus of Memphis, the one and only Lexus dealership in town at 2600 Ridgeway, and online at LexusOfMemphis.com. Great offers on all 2023 models and always special leasing options with every passing day. More and more 24s also at Lexus of Memphis. Call them at 901-334-9673 and drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2023 flagship LS500 and you'll be looking, you'll be driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day. Brett, we talked a little bit about Kansas and what came down yesterday in terms of really nothing, but in terms of penalties and and, and violations. A lot of posturing. A, a, a lot of posturing. But after leaving here last night, I, I was kind of listening to um, you know ESPN, CBS Sports, reading on, on what was being reported and, and hearing some of the national media talk about this. And I had a slight problem with the way they were going about it because I think you can say a lot of things about this. I think you can take a positive view of it. I think you can also take a negative view of it, um, no matter how you feel about Kansas and what they've gotten in this. But one thing that I've heard a lot of people do uh, in the national media. Now, I haven't heard anybody here locally. I didn't. I, you know, I, I, we didn't. We talked about it a little bit today, but the news came down yesterday afternoon before we started. We we talked. We touched on it a little bit, but didn't talk much about it. And I didn't get to hear what the morning said about it this morning. What Dave said about it, or really what anybody else has said about it. So, um, but nationally, I've heard a lot of people try to compare this to what happened to Oklahoma State uh, a couple of years ago. And if you remember, that was Kate Cunningham's only season at Oklahoma State. Um, they were uh, given a postseason ban for something that had happened before anybody on staff was there, before any of the players were on that roster, and they got a postseason ban. And now uh, Kansas comes out and they don't receive a postseason ban for things that were worse than what Oklahoma State did. The difference in those are 
Oklahoma State's penalty came down from the NCAA. This penalty came down from the IARP, the same group that ruled on the Memphis issue and also ruled on LSU, Arizona, and Louisville. And LSU, Arizona, and Louisville, none of them got a postseason ban for similar things that happened at Kansas. So I don't think anybody should have gone into that decision yesterday thinking that uh, can, uh, that Kansas would get a postseason ban. Now, I have heard some people say that uh, Bill Self has gotten nothing from this. Now, they did self-impose um, penalties for him. He got a four-game suspension last year. They don't have as many scholarships, official visits, all that sort of stuff. But I almost commend Kansas, Brett, for keeping Bill Self around. You have a Hall of Fame coach, a coach that since that has happened has won a national championship for him. You have given him a lifetime deal. And, Brett, if we look back to all of this that happened, yes, when the FBI came down and said, no, 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 this is bad. You should not be doing this. We have all this evidence. It was illegal. Today... What they were doing is very much legal now. It is standard. And so I I commend uh, Kansas for almost playing the long game, uh, keeping Bill Self around, and now everything he's doing, I'm hoping he's still doing today to bring uh, talented players to Kansas. So I think yesterday, the way we talked about it um, is the way I feel about it. It's just, okay, cool, whatever, move on. And and I think that's how it should be talked about because I really don't think it was a big deal, and I don't think – um, really, anybody should have assumed that it was going to be a big deal yesterday. Well said and well explained, and I'm saying the rarest of sports talk radio note for you. The commendation of Kansas. Well, you know, I'm hoping my my, my mother and my father aren't listening. They'll be very unhappy with me. Oh. Um, but, you know, i got to give credit where, where credit is deserved. There have been many KU defenders no, out no, there no, since no. that night. Uh, my, my top story... How clustered are the Houston Astros and Dusty Baker? You can talk all you want about the cheating scandal around the Astros. I think plenty's been discussed. Dusty Baker didn't have one thing to do with that. Very few of the parties remain with Houston. Seven straight ALCS appearances. You don't do that just by cutting corners. At some point, we must move on. And at some point, people need to realize this. Hate to be the spoiler alert person, but I will. About everybody out there was doing it in baseball, mm-hmm. and the Astros got caught, yeah. just like every other corner cutting around sports. Everybody usually is doing it. I know it's easy and trite to say everybody's doing it. doesn't make it right, but they got caught, and now it is setting up for one of the big-time managing matchups in the ALCS. Those two towns, those two franchises don't like each other, no love lost. And the, but these two managers, I think they do. But it's going to be Bruce Bochy. And all of his wins and his big old noggin and that big old hat against Dusty Baker trying to do it again. I'm ready for the ALCS. Rare that I'm looking more forward to an ALCS than an NLCS, but I am in this one. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day, I'm going to stick where you are with baseball. And, and i got to read you my favorite tweet of the day that I've seen. Uh, it was sent to me um, by a friend, and it is Magic Johnson's Twitter. Here's his tweet um, from from this morning. We're all disappointed that our Dodgers didn't hit or pitch well. That's why we lost the series to the Diamondbacks. Well said, Magic. I mean, I, I, well said. I, I could not have, uh, have, have said it any better, really. I, now he's back to running Washington. He, he sure is, yeah. So he, he doesn't have to worry about the Dodgers anymore, but... With this Dodgers team, obviously a disappointing end to the season um, after winning 100 games and a lot of people thinking that this team 
could make a real push. Now we we you know you can talk about the how many games they're playing and and not playing in the postseason with this break. I think that is a a good argument to make. But also. Look at this pitching rotation, the starting rotation for the Dodgers. I do not think Lance Lynn and Bobby Miller would have been thrown out in the starting rotation if they had everybody healthy. You look at their injuries. Walker Bueller on the IL-60. Tony Gonsolin on the IL-60. We remember Julio Urias uh, was was dismissed from the team for uh, domestic violence. Very, I mean, despicable for him. But coming into the season, nobody thought that you were going to be starting your first postseason series. Clayton Kershaw... Bobby Miller, Lance Lynn, that's what lost it for him. That starting pitching rotation, they just could not do anything. That's how you get swept. Yeah, and, and they did. My not top story, four top 25 college football matchups this weekend. I'll, it, it'll start sorting things out in, in national college football scene and locally, and it sure will in the pack. Number seven, Washington, host number nine, Oregon. Michael Penix versus Bo Nix, they'll start sorting out. Heisman Trophy as well. Number 10, USC at number 21, Notre Dame. Sam Hartman's last gasp for the Heisman against Caleb Williams, who really can only make his case for back-to-back even stronger. You have uh, number 12, North Carolina, hosting number 25, Miami. I bet they've worked on the victory formation this week in Mm -hmm. Miami. If they didn't, then he really should be fired. Number 15, Oregon State. Uh, they, They host number 18, UCLA. And we finally start to get some clarity in the Pac-12. Yep. And we'll start getting some clarity around college football. And the Pac-12 this year is the best league. Next year it goes to being the two-pack. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's going to be a, a fun weekend of college football. A lot of games I'm really excited about. But that will do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we'll talk some college football with Bill Bender. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Joining Brian and Brett now on Sports Time is Bill Bender, National College football writer for the Sporting News and on Twitter X at Bill Bender. Here's Bill with Brian and Brett. Bill Bender joining us now to talk some college football from the Sporting News. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. I'm sure you've been asked about this all week, but I do want to get your thoughts, get it out of the way early. What did you make of Mario Cristobal and the end of that game against Georgia Tech? Well, I mean, you know, nailed the football. It's, there's yeah, no it. explanation. There's no I, excuse. There's no talking around it. it you nailed the football there. There's no, we didn't have a victory formation. Every team in America should have that. Mm-hmm. You get out, you, you some of these coaches overthink things. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm critical of coaches most of the time because I get it. There's a lot of pressure. But that one they brought on themselves. And whatever their win total this year is, it, it should have been a plus one. Yeah, knocked them from the ranks to the undefeated. And now they're at Chapel Hill Saturday night against North Carolina. If they're in that same situation and they don't get in victory formation, even in victory, he should be fired. I mean, an NFL coach would be fired, Brad. Uh, I, I think other than like Belichick or Reed, you know, with somebody, because they wouldn't do that right. anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 
very interesting. And I don't know how you, I've talked to some high school coaches about this all week, that just don't know how you go back in the locker room after that and get your players to believe. So it's a really interesting flex point for that program this weekend against the North Carolina team that's pretty complete. We, we really did used to a long time ago, kind of a uh, post Harm Edwards with the Eagles against the Giants. That changed the the whole football landscape with, with that play and how do you you know run run the clock out? Larry Zonka was on that Giants team as well that day when Joe Joe Pasarczyk fumbled to Harm Edwards. But we also used to 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 instead of spiking the ball right at the at the feet of the the center, we used to hum it out of bounds to 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 stop the ball. Things moved on. Mario Cristobal needs to move on. Yeah, and it's going to be tough to do that. Uh, I, like I said, uh, you mentioned that miracle at the Meadowlands play. I mean, just that, that and then, you know, the defense on the other side. Now, I, that's a little more forgivable, even though it's not, that they were in coverage trying not to give up a game-time field goal. And obviously, uh, Georgia Tech made the play. So, in college football, we've had some wonky finishes before. You guys both know that. But mm-hmm. everything about that ending, I, like I said, it's just they went from college football playoff sleeper to lose three or four games now. It's really crazy. Yeah, and, and it's how fragile it is. Bill, we, we really do depend on you for national college football talk, but also SEC. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly ask you about the SEC. We know this year is not vintage. How good is it? good enough, though. I mean, Georgia's still good. Ole Miss is a good football team. LSU would be a better football team if they could tackle. Everybody wanted to pile on Alabama. They're still a good football team. They still got a chance to get back to the playoff, and they're not dead till they're dead. Um, so I think it's fine. I mean, the non-conference losses were a little jarring, mm-hmm. but as, a, as far as a conference with who, how many playoff teams are they going to get, or are they going to get a playoff team? Yeah, certainly the uh, SEC will definitely be getting one. Absolutely. Well, what would you make of, of Red River on, on Saturday? I, I was loving Oklahoma's defense, the turnovers, the goal line stand, uh, and then that, uh, the setting, that finish was just unbelievable. Uh, what would you make of that game? Oh, it was fun. I mean, that game's always fun. I, I use the analogy of you know, I have a couple best friends, and when we used to play video games, you do things differently <laughs> because you want to beat your best friend. Right. And, they empty out the kitchen sink in those games. That it was a highly entertaining game. All credit in the world goes to uh, Dylan Gabriel. I mean, what a set of plays he made toward the end of that game, and even when Texas took the lead. So, yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I do think that for a playoff team, both of those teams went out, and then they have a rematch. Otherwise, it could get a little dicey yeah. for that conference. Yes, it could. And with Brett Yormark's absence, I just wonder if he would if he would be there at the championship game to reward uh, award the the championship trophy to whatever team takes it. Everybody had Michigan six and zero to this point. Michigan six and zero to this point. But Michigan's gotten to this six and zero the way you should. It's been it's been early. It's been often. It's been mostly easy. Oh uh, yeah, they're really good. They're probably. I mean. Georgia's, better, Georgia's earned the right to be called number one, but of all the other contenders, the only one I would consider right now is Michigan. Me too. And I know they haven't played anybody, but they've still played 16. And you can play nobody 
Miami, Georgia Tech, and lose a football game. Uh, Michigan just is dominating people in a – I read a tweet today. They're the slowest-paced offense in the year wow. in the FBS, and they're still scoring 37 a game, and they're still <laughs> just – whatever – I know a couple analogies you could use, the boa constrictor, you know, whatever. So um, they just – the old-school way. Uh, I'm really excited about this game uh, on Saturday between USC and Notre Dame. Obviously, both of them coming in with a little bit of adversity last week. Notre Dame losing uh, to Louisville last week, and USC having to go to, what, three overtimes uh, with Arizona in that one. Uh, what, what do you want to see in this one on Saturday? Well, I mean, for Notre Dame, it's an emotional game. It's a rivalry. It's mm-hmm. a good rivalry. It's a fun rivalry. and uh, They'll test Caleb Williams' patience a little bit. Caleb Williams had three touchdowns against them on the ground last year because they kind of made him stay patient. There should be some emotion in that stadium. A lot of, little, not a lot, but a little pressure on Marcus Freeman at this point. You know, yeah. this stretch they could potentially lose three or four games. You could say, well, we played four ranked games in a row. TCU played four ranked games in a row last year, and they won all of them. So, I mean, that's why. If you want to say we're Notre Dame and, and we're the big game in town, well, there's other schools that have had to answer that bell in recent seasons. We got a quarterback matchup out in the Pac-12. We feels like we have, have one every single weekend. Washington at home hosting Oregon. Bo Nix versus Michael Penix. That's good stuff Saturday afternoon on ABC. Washington, a three-point favorite. Uh, I, I really like Washington. I think they're one of the top three or four or five teams. They got to win this one at home because this is an elimination game. Now both teams are really good. Top two offenses in the country, top two statistical offenses in the country. They're going to put up a lot of yards. Early in the week, I picked Washington. I, I like the passing offense. I like what Michael Penix does. They get up and down the field. Uh, but as the week's not on, I kind of, maybe I should pick the Oregon. You know, they get the three running backs that average seven yards to carry. They have Bo Nix, who, veteran quarterback, making great plays. They have a top 10 scoring defense. And Dan Lanning, like, got a lot of headlines about the Dion game, but he's quickly becoming one of the best coaches in the country. Remember he got drilled by Georgia last year? Opening day. For the most for the most part since Brett, he's been lights out. He he has been and he was here from the the Bama shop and I think earlier today mm-hmm. in his weekly hit with Pat McAfee, coach Nick Saban said he was set to hire him and Kirby swooped in and got him. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, what he's doing is pretty effective. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really fun game. Biggest game of the week, top 10, another showdown, Pac 12. There'll be more of those next week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the third best conference in the country. It, it, it or is. the best conference in the country, but I, playoff wise, I think with the cannibalization, they'd still be behind the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, this this sorting out's really going to going to get them, but you you have to play, and somebody's got to lose. But I love this, and and there was a time in college football, Bill, where I, where I probably to some people I, I I said it too much, but we have a playoff in college football. It's called the regular season. We we didn't have a bracket until we got to the four, the four teamer, but now we have a playoff in the called the regular season and a bracket, and it makes for these great matchups. Yeah, I, I don't. I have this argument daily with my editor, and I, I'm like, "This is well." There's 12 teams that could win the national title. Now, 
Mm-hmm. That's why we sort it out in the regular season. Give but, me two weeks. Yep. Yeah, like after Penn State, Ohio State, after USC, uh, Utah in a few weeks, after Tennessee, Alabama next week. That's an elimination game. That's what it's for. Absolutely. That's why the stages are so big. That's why the consequences are so high, and that's why I love it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, open-minded, and the 12-team playoff will be what it is, but if you think it's not going to have some impact on the regular season and make it more like the NFL, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah it, 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 almost, it, it almost has to, Bill, and we know contractually next year's it for the TV deal. There are many Tim Brando's out there on other shows saying that he thinks it's going to be a one year at 12 before it even gets expanded past that. And I, I know we're looking forward to those campus games. I am too. I mean, the idea of you know, fill in the blank of, of who goes where and that, that kind of matchup at a lot of places, that will be the biggest game ever to hit those yeah. those respective campuses. But I think that's going to be a one-shot deal. It's almost no way the bowl chieftains don't fold in all of the playoff into the bowl system. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money and a lot of – it's going to be changed. It's going to be changed for all of us, just like the BCS is a change. The BCS is the, the best change, though, because yeah. it got us on this path. And, and there are still people out there that kind of like the BCS. I was – a fan for the most part. And then we went to four and then people, I think the biggest reason that people tired of four so quickly. And I wonder if it wouldn't have been the case had Alabama and Clemson or Alabama in particular, not been basically mm. college football's version of the Patriots. Yeah. Then maybe it would still be enough for people. I, and I thought all along the number to me at the end of the year, it's six. Mm-hmm. there's always five or six teams that you're like, they could actually win the national title. I don't think it's ever been too far north of that in my lifetime. Well, that's a really good point, Bill. We're talking to Bill Bender from the Sporting News, talking college football. Bill, through through six weeks, who is your Heisman front runner so far, and who are some other names that you think are, are right there behind him? Well, I mean, Michael Penix and Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels has been great. Yeah. Um, those type of guys. I think Brock Bowers deserves consideration. I mean, if you're talking oh, yeah. best player position and the gap between everybody else, there's not a bigger one. He, he's unbelievable. Um, you know, and some other names will crawl in there. I think J.J. McCarthy or Blake Corum could be in that mix. Marvin Harrison could get in that mix. But hard to ignore what Mike – and that's why Michael Penix's Bo Nix is so big this weekend. I mean, the winner of that game probably is headed to New York at least as a final. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It's going to be a uh, a fun weekend, like you said, those kind of top 25 matchups we've got and, and more coming uh, next week. But, Bill, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll do it again next week. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Thank thanks, you, Bill. Bill. Have a great weekend. Bill Bender joining us from uh, the Sporting News. And I, I should have asked him. We'll have to get his thoughts next week on uh, – you brought this up yesterday. The Big Ten uh, have going to have at least nine uh, games on Friday nights. Next year. Next year. And I saw this morning Ohio State pushing back on that, basically saying what you said yesterday about for Friday with classes and everything, it is just an absolute nightmare to try to host a game. It is. Now, and, and imagine Columbus and that campus and that size – then imagine these little old bitty yeah. by a Tuesday in June mm-hmm. small SEC Mayberry towns. 
Yeah, yeah, and when and, and Ohio State, I think also said in their their statement about is that they didn't want to high school high school football, and in Ohio is another state like, just like the biggest. Yeah, I mean the it's best. huge. They would argue it comes that. To, absolutely, <laughs> but I mean huge high school football, and they don't want. I mean because when Ohio State is playing, that is the center of attention in Ohio. Quick, 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 high hard one. Okay, a season inside. Ohio high school football oh, or a season inside Indiana high school basketball. Oh, Which one Brett, do you do? Don't make me pick this. Oh, don't make me pick Both this. Both are great. great. Both are unbelievable. I'll go Ohio with football. I'll go basketball then. All right. We'll, we'll, we got it covered. <laughs> I like it. We've got it all covered. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we'll talk some baseball. We'll talk about this game tonight between uh, Atlanta and the Phillies. We'll also talk about some of those games that happened last night. That's next on Sports Time. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. The baseball is kicked back to tonight because there's only one game remaining because of a lot of elimination. Just one game tonight, Braves at Phillies, Strider against Suarez. That's at 7.07 on TPS. If the Phillies win tonight and close this out, 3-1, that'd, that'd be it for the Braves. No baseball tomorrow, no baseball Saturday. It won't resume again until Sunday night at 7.15. I bet baseball doesn't mind getting out of the way for the whole day of college football on Saturday and missing a lot of the action on Sunday. they got to go up against a Sunday night football game. Mm-hmm. But that's not how the baseball playoffs should be. No. You got they got to be more flexible. With this this is not a fixed date thing, and that's what they're trying to do. And that's why we're getting these November World Series finishes in the day. And I'm not talking that many days ago. In the day, like ten years ago, somebody would be playing tomorrow, regardless. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that American League series would be firing off tomorrow. Yeah, well that that's the thing that that I don't under, and we're starting to get it more in in other sports too, but baseball for sure of where everything has to start together. Instead of like, hey, let's go ahead and get the, this game going. and then maybe, Let's get it going. And, and, then, and then you can can spread it out a little bit more on the back end mm-hmm. instead of the front end. And so I understand they've got to go, it, depending on what happens in this game tonight, it's, they've it's got to go back to Atlanta. Um, but, you know, I, I wish we would, you know, I don't know. I, I hate that it's going to go up against, um, you know, the college football on Saturday, but... I just don't know when else you would do if it. If we have a game. If we have a game, that's correct. That's if, correct. if it's closed out tonight, we, we have nothing until Sunday night. Yeah. And I'm afraid in, in this modern society of things, you get a little bit forgotten. I, th- I think so. And that's why I think no matter what happens tonight, like you said, you should have those two other teams – Sitting there, you should have Texas and and, and Houston saying, no matter what happens, tomorrow y'all are starting game one. And I think a lot of these teams, especially after seeing what happened to these teams that are, have been sitting around all the time, I think Houston and, uh, Houston, the one team to survive, um, sitting for a week, I think both Tex, especially Texas with all the runs they've scored these first two series. Let's play. I think they'd be gung ho to start tomorrow. Because timing is everything in baseball. Now, now, Major League Baseball, I, I know why they're doing it. 
they 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 want to drive it to their big event. If they had to finish mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Eve, they 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 don't care. Yeah. But there there was a time that was a lot more flexible. They also they're going in. Major League Baseball is going in. I, I don't know when the they send the 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 buy signal, but for these four teams, when they get down to four mm-hmm. remaining. They're going to go in those cities, and they're going to try to buy every hotel room yeah. in, within any prox, proximity. I, I guarantee you they've already got uh, broad proffers, broad understandings with cities and, and chambers of commerce and things. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. It's business. And they're going to go in, and they're going to buy those hotel rooms, I'm going to say, for, let's say, $100 a night. Right. And then they dictate the the rate g- going forward. And to their corporate partners and to TV partners and to media and to fans, mm-hmm. they're going to be renting those rooms for about $600 a night. Yep. And they want to control that. And you can with more fixed dates instead of as soon as the series ends, you get it going two days later in the next one mm-hmm. like we like we used to. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, like you said a couple minutes ago, I mean, you, especially with everything going on right now, you, you, you can get forgotten very easily. And so, uh, you know, I hope that doesn't happen with, with baseball, especially this year, because I'm, I'm really excited about all of these teams still standing and what they can do. The Braves are not as heavy of a favorite tonight as I thought they would be. What are they? I haven't even looked. Uh, buck 50. Wow. Minus 150. I mean, that, that, that's a pretty good price. That is but for, price. And it's a pretty good price for a visiting team. Absolutely. But I thought with the win or else, and when with all they've won this year, 104 games, I, mean, I, I thought it'd be up over uh, may, maybe around 200. Especially with Spencer Strider on that. Uh-huh. I mean, he, you, you, like you just said, I mean, you're not finding in the regular season, you're not finding Spencer Strider uh, minus 150 anytime. Do you see anything wrong with anything Bryce Harper did last night? No. I don't either. No, I mean, Bryce Harper, I mean, he's, he has literally been vocal about. I, I, I would prefer less yapping sure. ar- a- around sports. Sure. But that's almost the way of, of starting these series a day or two after oh, they yeah. end. But I mean, and Bryce Harper has been the guy that has literally come out and said, I'm going to talk. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to do all of this. Right, I want to, be to make able to take it. it. Hey, absolutely, absolutely, and and so, but he's come out and said, "I'm a, I'm gonna do all this stuff. I want to make baseball fun, and I want to make it entertaining to people." And he's doing that. How galling, or did they win? Did the Nationals winning it in 2019 insulate Bryce Harper driving them crazy? Probably, yeah. Probably so. I think so. It fixes most things. It does. I mean, when you can say, well, I mean, you can point to a lot of people from that team that that helped win that World Series, but he's he's a big one. If you're going, you know, top three, or, or he's not, you know, he's in that top three. So I certainly think that helps a lot. Phillies close it out tonight. You know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Spencer Strider's an unbelievable pitcher, and I think, uh, they, I, I think they could. I mean, Sp- Spencer Strider lost in his last game. Um, it, I wouldn't bet a cent on that game. I, I wouldn't either. I, I probably won't, but I can't promise you anything, though, Brett. Um, but <laughs> you'll end up having yeah, I'm a, sure. a big list uh-huh. of wagers. Uh, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, Spencer Strider's already taking a loss, and I, and I think this has nothing to do with the pitching. Philly's been so hot at the plate that they it's it's hard to stop them. Even in that, that game they base. lost. Yeah. I mean, even in that game that, that lost, crowd. they were up big. That crowd is huge. So, I mean, I, I think we very well could get a closeout tonight. Philly's Arizona. How about that? I'll warm up to that, but I, I really love Texas and Houston. 
Texas and Houston's really fun. Uh, the whole uh, same division, you know, thing you got going there, just um, you know, the proximity. I mean, everything about that, I would, I absolutely would love. you believe in my life. I went to game uh, a game in Houston and a game of the Rangers at Old Arlington Stadium before I ever went to St. Louis. Really? We, we, we went to Houston summer of '69, August. Of, see, I started first grade the next week. Yeah. And then we went to Arlington, saw the Yankees and the Rangers. Ted Williams was manager How about that? the first year for the Rangers wow. in Arlington in '72. And I didn't go to St. Louis till '78 to a game. Really? Wow! I mean, that's shocking to me. I thought. I mean, you sometimes I think you were born in Bush Stadium. <laughs> right. I mean, so, so, especially this time of year. I, oh, I, think yeah. I, I think I've spent more nights at that Hilton at the ballpark oh, yeah. in October than any other hotel alive. <laughs> that's great. I mean, hey, that's that's fandom. That's what it's all about. But uh, no, I'm excited about this game tonight. Like you said. Uh, hard to come close to uh, in terms of betting it when you've seen how good Philly's been at the plate, um, and but how good Spencer Strider is. I really I, don't know which I, way I'm I would go. The Braves, but I think the Phillies take it tonight. Yeah, I think you're probably. I mean, you could be right, you could be wrong. I don't know. I, I I'm so confused about this series and this game tonight. I am really excited about it though. But that will do it for our first hour. Let's go ahead and grab a break. When we come back, we'll talk NBA with Keith Smith. Uh-huh. 